first sort of realization I had was when I found like a piece of like cartilage or something in a meatball at Subway in a sub and I was like I'm never eating at Subway again <laughs> because it was just disgusting it was so yeah. gross it was like a body part in there and I was just like that's not right you are listening to plant strength radio each week remarkable stories of plant-based healing mindfulness fitness nutrition and activism as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch. What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and on today's show, we have animal rights activist, photographer, videographer, and our new Plant Strength content director, Tyler Rayburn. What's up? What's up, Ty? Long time no see. I know. We haven't seen each other in forever. Yeah, it's been like literally hours. Not even. (laughs) So for those of you guys who are watching this right now, Tyler and I are together in person. So this is going to be a little bit different than the normal Zoom recordings that I do with all of the guests because all of the guests that I've interviewed up until this point have been from different parts of the country and even different parts of the world. But of course, because Tyler and I live together in New York City, we don't live together in the same apartment, but we live in New York City, we're going to be doing this a little different and right here live and in person. Well, technically it's not live, the recording, but you get my point. It's live for us. It's live for us. (laughs) Anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. Before we get into the questions, we're going to start with our on-the-spot icebreaker segment to warm us up. Are you ready to go? Sure, yeah. Okay, so (laughs) what is giving you strength this year? In other words, in 2021, 2021, what motivates you to keep going forward? Um, I would definitely say straight off the bat, like uh, standing up for animal rights. I I feel like it it gives me... um, a purpose, something to, you know, drive and make change in the world. Like this is the way that I see like um, to make the most change and most effect in the world. So uh, I, I feel like I've sort of found my calling and my purpose in this. And yeah, that's kind of what drives me. I love it. Same, same. <laughs> because when I first came down here and Jamie took me to that first vigil, the, the first vigil that yeah. Tyler and I both ended up going to here in the city was that's on the day we met had no idea that we would end up being working together in this yeah. situation and that was the first vigil that we both went to right yeah that was yeah. like that was your first vigil ever yeah i think so yeah, yeah that yeah. was my first vigil either ever it was september 24th it was the day that dj and i went into the slaughterhouse through the walk-in customers area <laughs> check this out on my personal youtube channel and then crazy we got video. attacked so you'll have to see how it plays out there's a lot of controversy on the video but nonetheless, there's always controversy and activism. <laughs> always, yeah, always controversy and activism. But nonetheless, I love the passion because it's the same. It's the same passion that I have. And that day was really what unlocked the activist in me personally. I, the activist yeah, was yeah. always there, but I was just like consistently suppressing my voice because I thought that's people didn't want to hear this. And yeah. I was like, this just feels wrong. And then I went there to the vigil, saw the animals in person, I was like, I can no longer be silent. Yeah, I feel this. like I feel like going to vigils just brings it to a whole new level because you see what's happening in front of you, you see the animals in the trucks, and it's just, when you, you're watching videos online, it's just not the same effect as it 
when you're like in person, you know, and you see the animals, you look into their eyes and you just get like so like emotional because of it and you understand that they're about to, you know, go to their death and it's just, you know, in person is so much more real. Yeah. Because you can yeah. really, and that's what I, that's, yeah, that's, that's why it, it, it's what really did it for me was that in-person connect, connection because I'm just so personally in tune with my energy, my intuition and the energies around me and, and I'm very empathic. So I just could feel the fear of the animals. I could feel the sadness in their hearts, just knowing this is it. This is my fate. And that feeling of just not being able to do anything. I wish I could have saved every single one of them, but legally I can't do a thing. And it's just so heart wrenching. And that's why it just compelled me to want to speak up. Yeah. And it led us to um, working together because we just connect so deeply on that same level of having that same shared passion. We want the freedom for these animals because it's the same freedom that we get to enjoy as humans why can't other sentient beings enjoy the same thing? So yeah, man, great icebreaker. Right, right, yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Got a lot sure. to talk about, but tell us your story. Where does it begin? And what was it like for you growing up? Growing up? Well, my story, let's, I guess let's go like all the way back. Um, let's, let's start with high school. Um, high school, I, uh, I was really into like art and music and stuff and I took some art classes and um, got interested in photography and um, I would spend a lot, like hours and hours like editing photos and going exploring with my friends, stealing my sister's camera <laughs> to go take photos and then eventually I saved up and you know got, got my own camera and stuff but um, I was always interested in photography and you know back then like I wasn't, I didn't really think about like veganism or anything um, much. It wasn't until like after high school when a photographer friend um, actually introduced me to like veganism. She she was vegan and she told me to go vegan. <laughs> like I had like a crush on her, so I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? So so I did that, and then I didn't really understand the like the morality of it and stuff, but. I was like a health vegan at that time. So that was so that was in high school. Where did you well, where did you grow up? I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota. And so yeah. what was it like what was it like for you growing up as a child? Did you were your parents vegan? Were they vegetarian? Did they have any idea about veganism? Um they no, uh, neither of them were uh, vegan or vegetarian, but um, my dad was always in like always into like organic like going to the organic markets and stuff and he had a a garden in his backyard that we like got food from mm -hmm. that he grew and um but i only saw my dad like every other weekend because my parents were separated but i was with my mom most of the time and she would always take us to like fast food restaurants and you know burger king subway wendy's you know all that we didn't have like a lot of money and stuff so you know it's kind of that whole thing that's how i grew up like i ate um, pizzas, burgers, all that stuff. Same. Every animal product, except fish. I never ate fish. Like I was always super creeped out by. I it just felt like I was eating like an alien or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it always felt a bit strange to me as well. Um, like eating animals, like 
it, it actually like the first sort of realization I had was when I found like a piece of like cartilage or something in a meatball at Subway in a sub and I was like I was like I'm never eating at Subway again <laughs> because it was just disgusting it's, it was so yeah. gross it was like a body part in there and I was just like that's not right <laughs> you know and then it happened again when I had this cheese pizza that I my mom bought from the supermarket Aldi and I got terrible food poisoning after that and it was i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy like i would, don't want anyone to have food poisoning ever. how old was, were you at the time i was around probably like 20 so this was like almost like right before i went vegan okay um i went vegan like when i was 21 i believe mm-hmm. um so this is like 2006 so you're 20 so you're because you're 25 so you're like this is like 2016 17 around yeah around yeah, yeah. 2016 2015 ish yeah wow wow so that i mean i mean that's a lot yeah i my it was the same thing kind of for me growing up um my not that my parents couldn't afford to buy healthier food because they could i don't come from a wealthy background but both my parents had you know good jobs but my mom because she worked a lot and both my parents worked a lot. Sometimes it would just be easier to take us to Wendy's, take right, us to McDonald's, yeah. take us to Burger King because there was a play and it, place. It tasted and, good too, you know? Right. And you don't really think about it because it's just you what, never think about what it. society tells us is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you never really think about like how unhealthy this stuff is for you. And then two how disgusting the process is of everything oh, going into it. I wish I would have known long, long time ago about that. Like if I would have known, I would have never eaten that. So how did that, <laughs> how did that ref, like reflect in your view of food from a young age? How do you mean exactly? Well, because it seems like, it seems like you were eating a lot of fast food, but at the same time, your dad, whenever you would see your dad, you'd always be eating organic food. So did you have like a contrasting view on what was healthy, what was not? Or did you really even think into it at that time? I honestly didn't really think a whole lot about it. Mm -hmm. I just like ate what my mom bought and stuff. And, you know, just, I just didn't think about it. Right. Yeah. It was was (laughs) never really, yeah, it was never really something. It was just like, that's food, we eat it. And that's what makes, it gives us life, you know? (laughs) It's not not something we ever really think about as, as children. And that is an obligation that is on our parents. But unfortunately, because our parents were likely never educated properly on what is healthy and what is not and where their food is yeah. even coming from, then it's almost like, is it even their fault? It, it really isn't. So we're, we're all conditioned in the same society, you know? Like yeah. We all get influenced by the same things, you know? There's so many ads that you see, like, everywhere, like, online, out when you're walking around in the city or wherever, like on your phone like there's so many ads it's like cheeseburgers hamburgers cheese more cheese right. you know bacon eggs right all that and when we hear that repeatedly over and over and over it becomes like a normal thing to us like it's normal we, we yeah. hear that like oh bacon tastes good it's healthy like like it just becomes part of our like everyday thinking Exactly. It's yeah, it's sub, yeah. it's almost subconscious at that point. We're not even consciously thinking about yeah. how these things aren't really that good for us because we're just told that they are. 
And it's, right. yeah, yeah it's, that's what we're told. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess then how does that, how did it affect your view of food today growing up and consuming what you did and then thinking back on it, the contrasting difference between what you ate when you were with your mom and what you ate when with, with, with your dad, has that shaped how you view food today? Obviously, because you're vegan now, it has. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, if I knew, like I just said, I would never have gone near that stuff. Like, I, I'd never seen, like, like slaughterhouse footage or, like, factory farms or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, how animals are treated. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't always, like, um, super into, like, into animals. I wasn't, like, super animal lover. I liked animals. I think mm-hmm. they're cool. I had, like, a dog and a cat and stuff. Um, and I did love them. Um, but like, I didn't think about, like, I was just like everyone else. Like I thought the cows, the chickens, the pigs, they didn't matter for some reason. And I didn't really like, I didn't think about it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, know? right, right. Yeah. So, so what These was... aren't really things I thought about when I was um, young when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it then? What was that catalyst that pushed you to going vegan before answering that though? We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Support for this episode comes from Chicken Bites. Hey, did you know that every serving of Chicken Bites has 17 grams of protein? And did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of Chicken Bites. Use promo code PSR at checkout to save on your order. Chicken Bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from 10 out of 10. A wise man once said a single picture is worth a thousand words. Makes you wonder what you think about video. 10 out of 10 can help you with that. We are a full service boutique production company dedicated to telling uniquely human stories 100% of the time. To request a free consultation, visit www.1010pro.com or visit us on social media at TEN10PRO. All right, guys, and welcome back. So before the break, I asked Tyler, what was the catalyst that spurred him and pushed him to go vegan? Without further ado, take it away. Yeah, um, well, as I mentioned before, it was, uh, I had a friend Mm -hmm. who told me to go vegan, and then, you know, I just kind of went for it, and I was like, I'm just going to try this, like, see if I feel good. And then after that, like, I was just like, like, I didn't want to quit for whatever, like, I didn't want to go back. I don't know why. I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Like, I heard that it was better for, like, better for your health, better for the environment and stuff. Didn't really think about the animals as much yet. But, I mean, obviously, like, I wanted to reduce that suffering. I was like, it's it's better for animals, so might as well, like, and I didn't understand it was like a moral obligation, moral uh, principle and stuff. So it basically took like uh, a few years, I guess, of like learning and being educated on different things. Like, honestly, like YouTube was my friend at this point. Like just, I would like come across videos of like, um, like Joey Carbstrong and James Aspie, Earthling Ed, these, these guys. And it was actually one of Earthling Ed's speeches that I saw that really made me think about it more. And then I started watching more of these videos and like 
and these in these videos they kept talking about you know watch watch Dominion watch Earthlings these videos so eventually I got around to watching uh, Dominion and like I put it off for a little bit you know like when I when I say I went vegan I didn't actually go vegan I was still plant-based at this time so okay. I wasn't I didn't have the moral imperative um, so I would like I would still occasionally have like stuff like like pastries and stuff with uh you know milk and like eggs like little tiny things you know like things that people like don't really notice a lot <laughs> i didn't i didn't really notice but but it wasn't until like after watching dominion where i was just like i'm done <laughs> i was like i'm going full vegan <laughs> like i'm done with that shit and like and that's kind of even what made me more become like an activist like i saw i was watching joey and ed at uh, the, the cubes of truth and i attended my first cube mm -hmm. at the like around the beginning of 2020 so so you're also because yeah so you're living in the city at the time yeah i moved to new york in uh october of 2018 okay so okay. yep so yeah, then like I wanted to join the cube. I met a lot of people. Um, it was crazy the week that I went to the cube. Like, it was just insane how this how it all started. Like with the activism stuff. Like I had been doing like kind of online activism with like food pics and stuff and like reposting stuff. But then I got like in person, and it was crazy because I I would I went to this cube. Cube of Truth, Anonymous for the Voices, if people don't know. Um, it's where they hold the TV screens holding slaughterhouse footage. They're all, everyone's standing in a cube, and there's people talk. We're just having conversations with the public and stuff. So I made a couple friends there the first day I went. I was nervous to go. Like I was by, my, like, by myself going into the city, like meeting new people, doing a new thing. You know, it's... It can be nerve-wracking, especially for someone with a bit of social anxiety like me. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I just, like, met these people, and someone told me about Kaporos. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about Kaporos. Yep. It's crazy, wild. It's Yeah, I didn't go to the event that you went to, but on that same day that we went to the vigil, later that night... DJ and I ended up coming across a side event. They weren't killing the chickens there, but they were swinging them over their head and they were, and yeah. we got out and we just were having a whole conversation with them. But it's just, it's just disgusting. Yeah, it was crazy. And I mean, there's different types of like Kaporos. They can use like money and other things. Mm -hmm. I, I like, we're not against anyone's like religious beliefs or their like practice or anything. But when it's like, when it comes at the when expense of another's when life. When it's harming animals, that's that yeah, that's where it comes in. Yeah. Um but anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um so I went to Kaporos the next week. So that was like my second event basically I and went this to. Is, so this is September. This is all September last year. Uh I think it was yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. They, right? Cause they, yeah, okay, <laughs> no, continue on. Yep, I'm I'm getting excited here. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, um, I went to Kaporos and it was just horrifying. 
the stuff that I saw. I still have to release my video on that too. I haven't even edited that. I had my friend Amanda help me film. And um, that's where I met Jamie. She was like, she's in the other room right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I met Jamie. And um, she, she was talking and she mentioned that uh, she was going to a vigil. And I was like, I've, I've been wanting to go to a vigil. And she was like, I'm going tomorrow morning at wow. 6 a.m. And I was like, okay, can I come? And that's the one we went to. <laughs> I was like, can so I crazy. come? <laughs> yeah. And so I went to that. And then I met you. And I met, um, got to know Jamie more. You know, and from there, things kind of just snowballed. And we started talking, working together. And start, we filmed, like, some cooking shows. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. And we weren't, we weren't even expecting this i think that's what that's 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 what i love about life the best things happen when they're least expected when they're when they're unplanned yeah (laughs) and if it wasn't for me moving down to the city i would have never gone to the vigil i would have never met you i had been known jamie because she's been an ambassador for plant strength for she was the first one but it's just crazy how events unfold and thinking about how much happened over the course of 2020 i'm excited to just see how everything unfolds over the course of 2021 with the momentum that we have going now and guys listen if you haven't already check out some of the other videos on our channel on our plant strength youtube channel the one where we go to the same vigil same location same slaughterhouse in newark new jersey uh halal american meat slaughterhouse on Raymond Boulevard in Newark, New Jersey, where they throw the shit at me and Jamie. You got some thrown at you too. Uh, yeah, well they tried, but I pulled away. Yeah, <laughs> that whole day, that video is up there. Tyler filmed and edited that whole we'll thing. We'll put a link up in the description right here. Yes, you'll be able to see it. It'll be it'll be up in the it'll be up top in a, in a little card, but it'll also be down in the description below. You can click right to it. You definitely want to check that out. And then our Cooking with Chicken Bites, our first episode that is up, Tyler also filmed and edited that. Super fire. We've got a homemade <laughs> Satan video coming as well. He filmed that where he's going to edit it up. His content is is next level and I could not be I could not be happier honestly that we are together working together because I feel like Tyler is who I've been looking for to join the team. Oh, like he, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> No, but ser- but seriously, man, seriously, man. I mean, you know me. Like, like I always want to just make sure that everyone in my life who's close to my life knows exactly how they mean to me, exactly, and 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 how important they are. And like, bro, it you really are super important, super important to the team. And we would not be able to grow and do the content that we're doing now. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it without you. And it's it's like crazy because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed. I think he's killing it right now. But he was like, I'm so nervous before getting on doing this podcast. I don't like being in front of the camera. I don't. I prefer being behind the camera. But I personally love being in front of the camera. And I was like, I really could use someone who really likes being behind the camera, who likes doing editing. And then just like the universe, you put your intentions out there. You align yourself with your passions and what your beliefs are. And I'm telling you guys, things are going to manifest exactly how you want them to. And the universe put Tyler and I together. And I cannot wait to see what things are going to look like a year from now. It's like a puzzle piece. Everything just comes together and fits perfectly, doesn't it? It's it's absolutely <laughs> insane. It's absolutely insane. So tell us, though, how have you taken 
your love for image making, photography, videography, and translated that into animal rights activism. What do you do? What were you doing before we met? And then tell them, yeah. tell them a little bit about our plans for the future. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing photography for about 10 years-ish. And it's always been like a great passion of mine. And I've always wanted to, you know, just make dope art, <laughs> basically. Like, I'm really into the process of like, photo manipulations and stuff. You can check out my page, Tyler Rayburn Photography, at Instagram, or go to tylerrayburn.com. And, and of course, my uh, love for photography also kind of formulated into a love for videography because it's, it's not much different, to be honest. Videography is just um, more pictures, basically. Image and motion. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, so I love creating like artistic, like film, cinematic stuff. I know that all those like keywords people are probably like, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love creating like beautiful art and like showing human, you know, humans in nature is what like my sort of ongoing theme is with my photography, like bringing us back to our natural selves because we're kind of over over like stimulated with like like i'm a very nature person i love going on hikes and uh, climbing mountains seeing waterfalls and stuff and like living in new york in brooklyn in this apartment it's like kind of eating me alive in many ways and i feel like photography is like i want to kind of express that a bit because it's like it's basically like nature versus um like this new digital age, yeah. like workhorse, like, right. you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the grind and stuff. It's like, you know, we need to like take time to like disconnect uh, from all of that. Yeah. And I, I'm probably going off on some tangents here, but like I went last week, I went to, um, the Catskills and did a hike and took a lot of photos and stuff. And I just felt like a brand new person. Like I felt so much better recharged and, yeah, that's kind of with my photography that I kind of blend those things together. And going back now to like my passion for photography and videography, it's like I also have a passion for animal rights and it's just really, I guess, convenient to blend those two things together mm -hmm. to make like um, powerful content for people to watch, powerful art pieces, you know? Mm -hmm to watch and engage with and it, it changes people it really does like the qual like the quality of content and like i don't know you know what i mean yeah i totally know what you mean and, and guys i'm gonna plug the the vigil video one more time where <laughs> we get the shit thrown at us because obviously we both lived through that and i talked a lot during the video but watching that back i mean every like 10 times watching it back, even the 10th time, I was still feeling as moved as the first time because of the way Tyler filmed it and edited it. You really it's do the have- music, bro. It's and all the, mu the music. And the music. <laughs> you just really have, no, but you really have a natural talent, man. Like it, it's, it, it is really just us coming together to create content. I know it's, it's such a dynamic duo because we're not the same. We are so much stronger together. Without mm -hmm. one, 
we're not it's we're not the same and so coming together it's just it's so exciting i get so excited working with you every day yeah. um on content um and i i just i just really cannot wait to see i feel like everything that we have to to come i feel like we're more when we work with a team it's definitely more uh more powerful than just working solo i mean it depends like for me i'm, I'm not really like not as effective solo i don't think i feel like it's better for me personally to work as a team and it's good to have like you guys and we're all like collaborating we're working together on videos and stuff yeah. agreed agreed yeah agreed i i mean i love everything we've been talking about before we continue on we are going to take a brief moment to highlight our team member of the week something we do every episode to show our love and appreciation for our ever-growing family. Hi everyone, my name is Stephanie Gerard, and you can find me on every social platform at Stephanie Gerard. And um, I am super proud to be Plant Strength Team Member of the Week and just super happy to be a part of this family. Uh, for me, being vegan is not a sacrifice is something that I do with all my heart and it's a pleasure and it's a moral obligation towards animals because we've been using them and wearing them and eating them and torturing them for so long and we've normalized that violence towards them and being vegan is the least thing we can do as humans because animals are the most amazing beings they forgive they're innocent and as vegans we need to show everyone we need to show everyone around what we've been doing to them to create a change and i think all of us little by little we've actually um made things change and this is just the beginning and animals are my motivation and they are the ones that keep me inspired to go vegan so i just want to tell everyone to give it a try because aligning your morals your values um, your actions and your thoughts is the best thing you can do for you for the animals for the planet for your health just go vegan now it's time for my favorite part of the show our growth spurts and growing pain segment so it goes things changing i know that though i've got no control that's just the way that we grow and no one told me what's ahead on this road so until i break the for those of you who haven't heard of this segment before, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health or, or life related. So with that, we'll start right at the top. Tyler, what is a recent growth spurt of yours? Well, I feel like I'm always going through like growth spurts. Like with every video I edit, I feel like I'm always learning something new and it's really refreshing. Honestly, it's, it's, um, what's the word? How do you, how do you describe it? It's like, you can never be satisfied entirely. Right. Proud you're, but you're never always, satisfied. You should always be curious. To want more, to be more. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But you're happy with learning and progressing. 
you should be happy with with learning because it's always going to be like that you're always gonna have to learn more like you're never going to know everything so and yeah i think that's that's it like just um every video i edit there's like a new thing that I have, i'm like I have to like google or like watch videos on how to like do this thing it's like how do i do this how do i do this like and then you do it and you get better and each edit just progressively gets better and better yeah yeah and so it's an ongoing faster yeah 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 so and with like new equipment and stuff like i just bought like a new camera and a new gimbal it's like you have to learn all that stuff and you know it's not too hard to learn but it is a little um it, you have to learn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ever, it's an ever evolving process of progression and getting better. That's yeah. awesome. So, what do you think is a growing pain of yours? Because you're getting better progressively with your videography, but what do you feel like something that you've been having a hard time getting better with, or you're struggling with right. currently? Yeah, uh, definitely. Like being in front of the camera and speaking. Like, I was very nervous to do this podcast right now. And, and you're killing it? Apparently I'm killing it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let us know, guys, in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Is he killing it or not? I personally think so, but... Yeah, it's just... Um, like, I, I always have to, like, if I'm doing a, a video where I'm speaking, I always have to, like, have a script and stuff. And, like, I feel like my brain just can't, like, say, like multiple sentences combined <laughs> without just being like uh <laughs> yeah i'm i'm sure a lot of people could like relate to that but um but yeah that's it I, I dude know. i feel i feel <laughs> you on that though i personally have always been good in front of audiences and speaking in front of the camera i took multiple acting courses during college i almost minored in theater i was in a couple of plays but it is like it's an ever-evolving process of getting better. Something I used to do, which one of my acting directors pointed out, was that I would always slur my words when I talk. And now I always am focused on enunciating with proper diction. But even too, like looking at back at the videos that I first started making, I think I really started making YouTube videos 2017. And looking at the way I spoke then versus yeah. how I speak now it's just like a night and day difference sometimes I feel like I'm getting worse though but you're not you know yeah I, <laughs> I, I mean I I personally think I personally think you've 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 done really well during this episode I've really enjoyed this conversation it's just like a conversation that we have every day right oh okay <laughs> okay 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 awesome awesome so before we wrap things up though please let everyone know where they can find you online um, yeah, you can go to my Instagram. I don't have a website for my activism or anything yet. Plantstrength.com. You can go to plantstrength.com. Or if you want to follow like my personal stuff, you can go to at uh, Sweet Potato Tyler on Instagram or at Tyler Rayburn Photography on Instagram. You can go to my website, tylerrayburn.com. Um, yeah. You guys heard it first, and all of those links will be in the show notes and in the description below. But Killed it today, Tyler. Thank you for so much for coming on the show. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, until the next one, I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and this is Plant Strength Radio. You left me hanging, bro. Oh. I, put my hand I was going to say, it's been a pleasure, Bobby. It's awesome. <laughs> it's been real. <laughs> Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. 
If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength, sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.